Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join us in our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And we will be sure to answer your questions just as soon as we are in the studio again together. together excuse me. Well, today is Wednesday. Had two SWAT meetings today. Doug, how'd they go? They went great. We had good groups at both, and we were looking at Stephen's defense, which we'll cover next week on air, uh, but in uh, Act 7. And Acts has been just great to work through and look at Stephen's life, this guy who was bold and uh, who was full of the Spirit, full of faith. And uh, we're going to finish up today looking at those uh, characteristics we talked about, specifically today, courage, which, boy, it, it's certainly a, a good time for believers to have courage, isn't it, in our country right mm-hmm. now, um, with everything going on. And, um, you know, it's it's just really interesting to me. When you look at what's going on, I just read uh, coming in today um, about Southwest Airlines, who has been pretty good about, you know, things going on. Like I, I, I was talking with one friend who's a pilot for an airline and he was sharing with me, he won't even fly his own airline because of the, the, the way they've been about the mask. They literally oh. are so, it, it's almost like they take pleasure in putting people on the no fly list. Well, now Southwest hmm. Airlines kicked a family off a five-year-old child with autism because he wasn't wearing the mask properly and it was irritating him and he's autistic and nonverbal. Mm. And you got other people, parents saying, please just let them get on and go. They were going back home. Uh, and they said no. And they, they kicked him off. And I'm just like, because it's a federal law. It's absolutely ridiculous when you stop and think about it. It is a federal law to have to wear a mask on a, any flight, bus, it, train, anything. I mean, it's just insane to me that here we are. You remember when it first came out? We just want to flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Now we have federally mandated law that if you don't wear a mask, you you, you can not only be put off, you can be fined heavily and uh, be seen as uh, interfering with a flight, which I can get you in jail. Mm. And, uh, I mean, they're not going to do that with a child. They just ask them to get off. But, I mean, what, where have we come to? I, I, I say it again. I watched my, my daughter dance over the weekend at UNF. Every child on that stage had to have a mask as they were dancing. I'm watching kids out having to do sports with masks, and, and it's absolutely ridiculous because there's yeah. no science behind it. Yeah. It's just a – it is a political thing, and it's just really sad for me. It's a and, totem. And, and so what do you do as believers? Like people are saying, you know, what can we do? Well – uh we're going to have congressman john rutherford on tomorrow which i'm excited he's a leader he's a government leader he serves in the congress of the united states and uh he has a vote and he has an ability to uh create bills or at least to write a bill and find sponsorship 
And I, I'm, I'm really interested to hear what he has to say because he's a believer and he's a, a leader in our government. And uh, so I encourage you to listen tomorrow and uh, maybe uh, go ahead and, um, and, and join us uh, for the broadcast. You can send questions in to ask at SWATradio.com. If you have any questions for Congressman Rutherford, um, you know, he, he's, a, he's a good brother in the Lord, and I look forward to having him on. But I just it's really sad to me what, what's going on in our country because, you know, whether it's the vaccine or, or, or the mask, the way people are responding, it's still very fear-based. Mm-hmm. which we as believers don't live in a fear. We're not fear-based people. Yeah. We don't live in fear. We live by faith. And, uh, and it's just sad to me. So anyway. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, in my opinion, I would say it's, it's just, uh, COVID has, uh, exposed a, a, a fundamental, uh, change in our society that took place before COVID and COVID is just, you know, kind of the catalyst to show it, but that there are, uh, many people in America who are born in America who have no interest in being Americans and what that means as far as, um, you know, freedom and uh, independence from the state, but dependence on God. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty sad and uh, it makes you wonder, you know, what what we should be doing uh, in this time uh, apart from praying and and uh, being about the Great Commission, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if you saw this. And see, here's the thing that happens, too. You know, anytime we have news where you see things that get blasted all over the news about a police officer doing something bad or, or the perception is it's it's the narrative is that he did something bad. And then you never hear about things where people come in and either recant what happened or this uh this is really far down, but the board up in Atlanta reverses the firing of the Atlanta officer who shot Rayshard Brooks, yeah, who was the guy that. that took the taser. Mm-hmm. But it's so far down. They don't. Why? Because it doesn't fit a particular narrative. And again, this is not making a comment on what he did or didn't do. This is what the board up there said when they looked at things that happened and they reversed his firing. And, you know, it's it just... Right now, being a police officer is so hard, and we really need to pray for them, pray for these men uh, who are serving this capacity. They are they are being assaulted, literally verbally assaulted by people well, just for doing their job normally. I mean, like, it's hard enough to do it. And you got teenagers and, and people who would not even normally be empowered to do that feel empowered to do that because there's no respect for authority of law anymore. Well, yeah, and it's uh, becoming, it's escalating. Uh, I, this uh, article came out on a website 10 minutes ago about a Tennessee police officer who responds to a call and is hit with an ambush in an apparent setup. So it was a active shooter call. That was a fake call. And well, he it, said his mom was shot. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so an officer was uh, hit and I believe killed, right? Or is he still? Uh, I, no, he he survived. Okay. You know, he survived. But still, it was a setup. The whole mm-hmm. thing was a setup, and the uh, I think the shooter committed suicide. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what happened. So, um, but that's just a you know further example of hey, it's tough. To yeah, be we need to be officer. praying for these leaders. Uh, need to pray for them. Hey, uh, it is Cinco de Mayo, uh, which is a uh, annual 
annual celebration. Uh, there you go. Uh, annual celebration held on May 5th. And uh, it commemorates the Mexican Army victory over the French Empire. Did you know that? What, what was about? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Battle of Puebla, uh, May 5th of 1862. Most people, they they don't know that. They just like it because they get tacos and they get... Cinco uh, de Drinko. Cinco yeah. de Drinko. It's, yeah, like a... Yeah, it's a it's, people, yeah people use it as an excuse <clears throat> to uh, yeah, party a little bit. I yep, think that's, that's exactly right. So, uh, but it is the 5th of May and, uh, we are live here and, uh, I know that, uh, there have been a lot of people in Texas and the Southeast that were affected by the storms mm. recently. Um, you know, um, over in Meridian, Mississippi is where my folks live. I know, um, some of that stuff came through, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, today over there, it's, it's pretty nice. It's in the seventies, which is about mm. 20 degrees cooler than here. <laughs> Um, but, um, they had, uh, they did have bad weather, I think that went through and blew through Alabama and they had some tornadoes that spawned. So just continue to remember those people over there, man, uh, and prayer, uh, anybody going through that tough, you know, we haven't heard a lot about bad weather lately, which is good, but guess what's coming, you know, summer's coming Mm -hmm. and, uh, that's right. But again, in the same way I was talking about earlier, we don't live in fear. We live in faith. You know, we live in the state of Florida, and guess what? Florida is surrounded by the ocean, mm-hmm. and when you are surrounded by the ocean, you get a chance for hurricanes. And so um, the, if, if a hurricane comes, and uh, I can remember, uh, I think it was two years ago, when a hurricane came, and uh, I think it was Matthew maybe, uh, the one that blew uh, right up the coast, you know, mm-hmm. and I I was on the couch. I didn't sleep all night. I was just had my Bible on my chest. I was praying, mm-hmm. just asking God. The house was shaking. I've never been in a house that shook mm-hmm. like that, but it was shaking all night. And uh, just thankful that uh, I can trust in a God who's sovereign. I can trust in a God I can pray to and a God I can trust. And so uh, we are people of faith, and we need to keep our eyes fixed on Him, no matter what we're going through. So, yeah, and, and you know that's a good reminder of you know here in Florida, uh, I haven't really thought about hurricanes too much, me personally. So um, it's a good reminder though that that is coming, and so we should be getting prepared. Yeah, um, you know, not only uh, in, obviously praying and, and asking for God's protection, but also being prudent with the uh, knowledge of where we live. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah yep um yeah we should and and there's nothing wrong with preparing at all nothing wrong with that at all hey uh, but i'm glad you're with us today we will be looking at acts chapter six and looking at stephen and how he was courageous and he had god's presence all over him and you could see it it was visible so all right we will be back here in a moment uh so stick with us we will be back with more after the break uh, let's see. We'll go with, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT radio talk is the handle. Again, that's at SWAT radio talk and you can download our SWAT app in the app store. And you can also call us at one 777 7928 That's one 844 SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWAT Again, that's ask a S K. Excuse me. At If you would like to contribute to the discussion, to the program, um, other than that, you are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. David Crowder, welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And this week, if you have been with us all week, we are looking at Acts chapter 6, verses 8 through 15. Um, We are getting into the tail end of that now that today is Wednesday. Um, But that is where we're at. If you would like to turn to your Bibles and get ready, uh, we are going to be talking about Stephen and the type of man that he was. um, going to be uh, continuing. We're going to talk about Stephen as well uh, next week. But right now is the, well, I guess we had an introduction to him uh, last week, but this is getting more in-depth uh, into uh, his character. Well, so yeah, and specifically looking at, well, I mean, we've been looking at seven characteristics of this man who was fully surrendered. And, uh, you know, Stephen was a bridge between the apostles and the early church, like between Peter and Paul. Uh, Peter's primary ministry was to the synagogues and to the Jews, Paul's primary ministry was to the Gentiles. And Stephen is kind of the the bridge between them because guess who's there when Stephen dies in chapter 7 at the beginning 8? It's a guy named Saul, mm-hmm. who was Saul of Tarsus, who was Saul, the guy who was mentored by Gamaliel. And um, he ends up being a bridge, and he was an amazing guy. He was only on the earth for three weeks well, not not on the earth for three weeks. He was only a believer for a few for a few, uh, a few short weeks. Man, it's been a long. He would have been uh, a pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Guy. <laughs> been three weeks old on this. Yeah, but he was on, he was on here for a few short weeks as a believer, and by that I mean I I believe before he encountered the apostles and the message of Jesus of Nazareth that he was a man who sought God. He was a man who probably went through the temple sacrifices. He was a man who knew the Old Testament. We're going to see that next week. But he was not a believer as a, as a born-again, spirit-filled believer because he had not been inhabited by the Holy Spirit until 
after Pentecost. But in those few short weeks, he was a man who put on an unbelievable demonstration of faith because he did miracles even though he was an apostle. He preached even though he wasn't a prophet. He, uh, he served even though he wasn't a deacon. Because, the, you know, the church was just forming, right? I mean, uh, you didn't have Paul's letters to the church about what it looked like. Mm-hmm. But yet Stephen was this bridge. And so he embodied faith. He was controlled by his faith. We talked about that on Monday and, and the Holy Spirit. He was, he was yielded to the Holy Spirit, to God's word and his plan. Uh, that's what it means to be yielded to the Holy Spirit. He was full of wisdom, it said, a man who fears the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. So we know he had a healthy fear of the Lord. The Lord, the creator, was the the one who he was accountable to, and he applied his word to his life. We talked yesterday about the difference between a man of wisdom and a foolish man. And a foolish person is somebody who knows God's word but disregards it. A foolish person is somebody who hears the word of God and refuses to to acknowledge that that's what they need to do. And that person is like a person we said yesterday that builds their house in a wadi, which is like a dry riverbed. And when the rain comes, that water comes on there so quick. Literally, Taylor, there have been people that have died because in a matter of six to eight seconds, Mm -hmm. it goes from no water to being over your head. Wow. That quick. And so to come in with that kind of force literally rips down anything there, anybody standing, and it's not something you can tread water on because mm. the, the force is so strong. And Jesus said the one who hears the word and doesn't do it is like that person. But Stephen was a wise man. He did what the word of God said. He was also a man full of grace. Even against those who mistreated him, he loved them. At the end of chapter 7, he says, don't hold this against them when they were killing him. And uh, we, we talked about him being full of power. You know, doing these signs and miracles was not just some gift that God gave him to use for people that were sick. It was always used to authenticate God's messengers as being authentic to God, supernatural works, like Nicodemus referred to in chapter 3 of John. And so... Uh, it was a witness of God's word. He, they didn't have the New Testament then. And so now today we're moving into verses 9 through uh, really 15 to finish the chapter. And as we look at the text today, and specifically verses 9 through 15, Peter or, or Stephen, um, Stephen uh, has been mentioned as a guy who was the one, the first guy mentioned who was going to help distribute food to the widows, which was a problem that they dealt with early in chapter 6. When you grow that fast, it it creates problems. They went from 120 to 15 to 20,000 in a period of a week or two. And and they just weren't logistically ready. They had tens of thousands of people uh, with physical, spiritual needs. They needed to collect money. They needed to, you know, give out food and teach them and have meeting places. So they needed some kind of help. And remember, the church is not an organization. It's an organism. And so it's internally influenced. And so God says, okay, 
now that we've got this issue because the Holy Spirit has moved, let's build a framework so how we can minister to these people. So Stephen was chosen. He was chosen because he was full of faith, the Spirit, wisdom, and grace and power. But as he was chosen, I'm sure he was having conversations with people about Jesus of Nazareth. Why? Because he came from uh, outside of Jerusalem. And the people outside of Jerusalem met in synagogues. There was over 500 synagogues in Jerusalem around this time. So when the people would come for the feast three times a year, they would go into these synagogues that were there for them because that's where they kept a copy of the law that would be read. Then they would have worship and they would talk about it. And so as Stephen, you know, transitions to the new covenant, he goes back into those synagogues and people rise up to argue with him as he's trying to point them to Jesus. And that's what verses 9 through 14 is all about. So read verses 9 all the way down through 14. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians and of the Alexandrians and of those from Cilicia and Asia rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false, false witnesses excuse me, who said, This man never ceases to speak words against the holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. So... So Stephen, it says, some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen. So Rome took a lot of the Jewish people into slavery. And when they were released, some of those people started a synagogue in and around Jerusalem, and it was called the synagogue of the freedmen, those who had been slaves but who were now free. But there were also synagogues of people who came from Cyrenia, uh, and those were Africans that, that that would have been in that synagogue. The Alexandrians were people from Egypt. Those from Cilicia, um, by the way, you know what great cities in Cilicia? A place called Tarsus. Mm. You know who's from Tarsus? Yeah, Saul. Saul, Paul. yeah, Saul. Well, no, now he's Saul. He, he's not no, yet. No, I'm saying yeah, like yeah. we know him as yeah. Paul. But That's at this I mean. point in the scripture, he is still Saul, right? Yeah. Mm. And he's being mentored by Gamaliel. And he's there, and it said there's also one of Asia. So um, Stephen knew what they did to Jesus, the, the Jewish leaders. He also knew that the Sanhedrin had forbidden the disciples to preach that Jesus of Nazareth was Messiah. And in verse 13, when you read that, a lot of people, sometimes, you know, when we read Scripture, you know, we need to pause and look at sometimes like what is said versus what is not said. Like in verse 13, it says, witnesses who said this man never ceases to speak the words against instead of this man always preaches or this man preaches. They say this man never ceases, implying that he should cease. 
Why? Because what had the leaders said? The leaders had told him to cease. Mm -hmm. And they say he never does. Why? Because God's law supersedes man's law. His law says to go be my witnesses. And so when our government says, you can't say this, if it's from God's word and it's truth, you can say it. And you don't have to feel bad about violating man's law when God's law supersedes it. This is a really important principle for us to understand because a lot of times people bring up Romans 13. Romans 13, we do obey our government except when it supersedes, is superseded by God's word and his law. And so uh, Stephen was speaking because he's, he never stopped doing what God told him to do. And so it's it, they bring four charges against him. They charge him with blasphemy against God. They charge him with blasphemy against Moses, blasphemy against the temple, and blasphemy against the law. And in chapter 7, he deals with each one of these. And so we're going to get into that next week. But I want to focus just on his courage for a second. He didn't do what the government told him to do there. And what had they already done? They had already killed Christ. They had already imprisoned the apostles twice and beaten them once. You think that took courage to do what he did? Yeah. It was bold. But remember, courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is the assessment that something is more important than the fear I feel. And so um, Stephen was exemplifying what it meant to be a courageous believer. And that's why a lot of times I like him better than Daniel. Because Daniel was bold and courageous too. I'm not dismissing Daniel at all. But Stephen's boldly proclaiming that Jesus is Messiah. And that's what we should be doing. Yeah, true. All right, stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio. That was Red Letters by David Crowder. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 6, verses 8 through 15 uh, this week, talking about Stephen and his characteristics. If you missed any of this program and would like to go back and listen to it, or if you would like to uh, listen to what else we've talked about this week, which is still about Stephen, but if you missed it, you can go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com and click on the past programs link. 
There you can find our full catalog of programs. And in about an hour or so, this program will be up for you to listen to as well. You know, Taylor, I shared this yesterday, this verse in Luke. I want to go back and read Luke 21. You know, in Luke 21, Jesus foretells the destruction of the temple. And in, in verse 10, he says, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes in various places, famines, pestilences. There will be terrors and great signs. But before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. So... A lot of times what we see as obstacles are opportunities. He says, this will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it, therefore, in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer. So you know what he's saying? is He's saying, listen, don't be thinking about how you're going to articulate everything and how you're going to respond to things that you've not yet experienced. He's saying, know the word. You you read the Bible, you know the Bible, study the Bible, and trust him. He says in verse 15, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. Now, you read just a second ago, down in verse 10, they could not withstand the wisdom of, I think you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. That's a direct answer to the promise that Jesus gave. Yeah. And God gives us these kind of answers in Scripture so we know that we can trust in him. We can trust his promises. And so when we when we look at that and we see that Stephen was a man fully surrendered. He was a man fully surrendered to God, not because of who he was, Stephen, not because of what he could do, meaning Stephen, but because of who God was and what God had promised. And when we see uh, him in these synagogues, do you realize he was probably debating Saul when he was at that synagogue of the people from Cilicia, he, Saul would have been a leader in that, and he was probably having a law versus grace debate with him. Mm. The old covenant versus the new covenant, you know, about Jesus. And they said, he never ceases to speak about Jesus of Nazareth. You know, I wonder in your vocabulary out there, if you're listening today, how often do you speak about Jesus of Nazareth? Is it embarrassing for you to speak about him? Do you not bring him up very much? Uh, our cult, Because our culture doesn't really recognize him. You know, they did not like him in this culture at this point. He was seen as a blasphemous man. The leaders had said that. It was not popular to believe in him. In America, we suffer no real backlash. People might raise their eyebrows at us or... But, but we're not thrown in jail yet mm-hmm. because we profess the name of Jesus Christ. And I want you to just notice in the life of Stephen, this was a man full of courage. But the courage came from God. 
And courage does not mean absence of fear. A lot of times we think that. But here's a guy who who recognized that um, that something is much more important than fear of being beaten, fear of being arrested, even fear of dying. Because I can almost assure you that when he went before the Sanhedrin, he knew what was coming because he'd already seen it played out. And, um, and God gave him all he needed, so much so that in verse 15, you read that they gazed at him. That means they're intently looking at him. Um, have you ever looked at people like, you know, when somebody says something you just can't believe, they just said how hey, you kind of stare at them like, <laughs> right? These people are gazing at him. They can't take their eyes off of him. And it says, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. So it's not just one or two people. All 70 members of the Sanhedrin looked at his face, and they saw brightness. They saw countenance that says, wow, there's something special about this guy. And you know what's interesting about that is if you go back to Exodus 34, verses 29 and 30, um, Moses records an instance where his own face shined. It was called the Shekinah glory of God. And there's only two people that I know of in the Bible other than Jesus himself who shined like this, Moses and Stephen. Mm-hmm. And what's what I think God is saying through his servant Luke, who's writing this, is he's not against Moses like they claim, He's like Moses. You know, he's, he's mm-hmm. saying that he's just like Moses. And so as we think about, you know, our own life, and we think about what characteristics would p- people who look at us, what kind of characteristics would they say are in our life? Maybe these seven, if you think about, go back to each one of them, what, what about our faith? Where's our faith? What's it in? What's the object? Are we controlled by faith in Jesus of Nazareth, faith in God? And by that, do we believe that God's word is uh, inspired by God? It is, it is holy, and it is his, his, not only his word to us about Jesus, but it's his, just his unfolding of, of his relationship with mankind. Do we believe in his sovereignty? Do we believe in his Messiah? Now, those things ought to be what our faith is in, in, in the, the one true living God and in his Messiah, Jesus. And so that's one thing. That's the first thing we saw in, in uh, Stephen. And we really need to look in our own life and say, where's my faith? What's it in? Now, second is, are we yielded to God's word? Are we yielded to his plan? That That's what it means to be filled with the spirit. Why, why do you think Paul commands us to be filled with the Spirit? Because it, it's, you know, when, when we are come to faith, we are baptized in the Spirit, but that doesn't mean we're always yielded to God and his word. And so when Paul's saying be filled, he's saying let your life be submissive to God's word and his plan. And so he's saying be filled with the Spirit. And, and Stephen was, are we full of wisdom? Do we understand that wisdom begins with the fear of God? Do we really 
let God's word inform our life uh, and when we think about it. Uh, are we filled with grace? Not just grace received. You know, grace received is to be given. Otherwise, it becomes like the Dead Sea. Nothing can grow in it. If, if you just get it and you never give it. So we need to extend that grace out to other people, just like Stephen who said, you know, don't hold it against him. Do we see power in our life? Real power uh, because we follow the one true living God. Do you really believe that? You know, I've told people before, Taylor, Malori and I were talking about this not too long ago. There's been people that were getting ready to make bad decisions that were believers. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pray God makes you vomit every time you think about going against his word. That he makes you sick to your stomach trying to persuade them not to go against God's word. And he did. Do we believe God still does stuff like that? Is he the one true living God? Is he a God of all creation? Can he move anywhere, anytime, and do anything? I believe that. And I believe uh, a lot of times we we kind of relegate that stuff to the Bible times, mm-hmm. like he's not capable of doing those things today. And again, he he did healing miracles through people back then to authenticate his word, but he still can do anything, anytime, any place. Um, he just doesn't designate people like he did back then as big A apostles. Right. Uh, so do we see that kind of power? And then courage. Are we people of courage? Are we people who really weigh what we need to do for God, what he's called us to do for him, and assess that that's more important than the fear I feel about doing it and failing or do it or not doing it or doing it and having people ridicule me or doing it and having it cost my job or maybe my, my health or something. And uh, finally his presence. Do we, do we have God's presence in our life in such a way that when people see us, they think they see light. Because light is always contrasted with darkness. Dark, darkness never defeats light. I mean, if you light a, a candle mm-hmm. in any room, the light always wins, right? Yeah. And so these were seven characteristics of Stephen. And God's looking for men today who are full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom, full of grace, full of power, full of courage, full of his presence to represent him to the world. And when we come back, I'm going to give a... Uh, a statement. So if you're if you're at home, take out a pen and a piece of paper because I want to give you a little exercise to do or give you something to do. If you're driving, obviously can't do mm-hmm. it, but if you're if you're at a place where you can just do it or you listen to the podcast, take out a sheet of paper and a pen and when we come back, I want to give you a statement. And then people can call in and we can talk about this, okay? All right, so make sure you stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. And we also like to give a shout-out to all of you who are listening online, wherever you are listening, around the country or the world. And we'd also like to give a shout-out to our local listeners listening at 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. 
If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker that is Chainbreaker by Zach Williams, and it really is this time, unlike the other day when I uh, got confused with uh, <laughs> that with Freedom Hymn. Uh, but welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 6, verses 8 through 15, talking about the characteristics of Stephen. If you would like to join the discussion or if you have any questions for us, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, before we went to break, I, I asked you to get a pen and paper. And I, I want to ask you to write down this statement. I am fully surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I am his to do anything Anytime, anywhere. I am his to do anything, anytime, anywhere. So, once again, I am fully surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I am his to do anything, anytime, anywhere. And then make a signature blank. And then you can write a date on it if you know but i encourage you to really pray through that and there's something uh, tangible about signing that uh just as a reminder that we are his and he called you he chose you and to give him less than all of your heart is really not to know who he is, that you can trust him with all your heart. And I think we grow up in a society here that there are no demands for the whole heart. Mm. Like when, you, when you're when you in China or Korea or North India, you know to follow Christ in those places, There's you're, you're either all in or you're not. Yeah. Because you know going in, it could cost you your life. People in America don't know that. 
they 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 conditionally give themselves to Christ and and it was never about that. I mean, Jesus said, "Listen, anyone who wants to be my disciple, you have to deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me." And and he adds in Luke, he says, "Listen, what good does it do to gain the whole world and lose your soul? You, you don't want to forfeit your soul because you're holding on to one part of your heart that you're not letting go to him. Uh, you count the cost, but then you say, yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in. I want you to take all of me for who I am, and I'm yours because you've called me, and I trust you. He says, if you love me, you will obey me. Now, I've had quite a bit of blowback on this mm. at, at the different SWAT groups. People wrestle through and they they wonder, well, I can't, man, I can't sign that because I, they struggle with the word fully surrender. I mean, I'm surrendered, but I, I mean, I don't know that I can say I'll do anything, anytime, place for him. Mm. And Jesus didn't say believe in me. To the disciples, what did he say? Follow me. Come follow me. He he didn't say come. He said, come follow me. Come come be with me. And what did that mean for them? They had to leave everything. Mm-hmm. I remember in John 6, people were following him. And they said, we want more. We want you. We want you. We want you. He said, you only want me because I fed you. And he starts giving them hard teaching. And then some of his disciples left. And he turns to Peter and says, hey, Peter, do you want to leave too? Well, Lord, where else are we going to go? You alone have the words of life. And so when you write out a statement like I wrote, uh, or I just quoted a while ago, and you've got that blank, when you sign that, you're just saying, I am surrendered as much of my heart as I know to right now. I I don't want to hold anything back from him. I, I'm not saying I want him, but I want to hold on to this part of my life. That's what you're saying. It's not saying you're going to be perfect. It's not going to saying you're going to be fully surrendered every moment. There's going to be moments where you, you, you exercise lordship over your own life against his commands or against his will. And when he makes you aware of that, you know what your response is? You bow before the cross, thanking him for his mercy. But even in doing that, you're surrendering to his lordship. And so um, I, I just I think that's a good thing. I remember when I got in the uh, Marine Corps and the FBI, for that matter, but the Marine Corps, you take an oath. Nobody says the oath. And says, uh, but I'm only going to do it on this day, mm-hmm. or I'm only going to do this much. When you take that oath, you have surrendered your life to the Marine Corps, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's you. You don't you don't say what you're going to do, mm-hmm. where you're going to do it. You have said, okay, I'm yours. I remember when I went in, they were still saying things like, you know. <clears throat> Uh, we own you. They said it in colorful language that I can't say on air, but they said, we own you. And the truth of the matter is when you yield your life to God, you, when you receive salvation, 
it's not just about receiving salvation. It's receiving salvation and his lordship. That's what Isaiah 52 says, and that's what it means. Our God reigns. So when he comes in, it's not simply getting the eternal life gift. Mm -hmm. That's the byproduct of the relationship and being part of the family of God. But he doesn't bring you into the family of God just to give you eternal life. He brings you into the family of God to deploy you as his ambassadors out in the world. We are saved to be instruments that put God on display in the world. And Exodus says it, Exodus 9, 19, 6, also 1 Peter 2, 9. You are priest. You are a royal priesthood. You are a chosen people. And we are to be ambassadors, like Paul says over in Second Corinthians. So I, I think that people get caught up sometimes in thinking, well, I can't be perfect. Yeah. Well, that's no surprise to God. That's why we need Jesus. But what he's asking us to do is to yield to him all of our heart that we know at that time and trusting it to him, a faithful creator. Yeah. And he takes it and he will give you the strength and the power to do anything he's called you to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's an important thing to remember, especially, you know, you're talking about people who are like, oh, you know, I, I don't know if I can fully surrender. And I think it's OK to doubt if you will, you know, like if you'll be able to be surrendered in the in the big moments. Right. Like if persecution comes, I, I think it'd be foolish to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm gonna be fine. But to, to doubt in that way, I think. But if you're like, oh, I can't give that up, you know, I, I want to keep control of this. I think that's, you know a mistake and it's one that we too often make. And I think we make it a lot of times subconsciously, you know, it's not even something that we're really cognizant of, uh, particularly in, in it, but it's detrimental to us in our walk and in our growth. Yeah. Do you, who, who do you, who do you want on your fighting force? Mm -hmm. People that are fully devoted, fully surrendered to the cause. Yeah. Or do you want people that, they're they're in but they they've got this other thing going on over here that captures their attention too no you don't want them yeah <laughs> see the whole thing is he brings us in to deploy us and I, I i just do you think people in china have any problem at all signing that document that i just read no and you know they they counted the cost before they sign they, it with yeah. their life mm -hmm. i mean it's not just a pin to them yeah and, and the fact of the matter is you can throw that down on paper with a pen, but it doesn't mean anything if it's not in your heart. Mm -hmm. It's just a tangible exercise to make us think about the gravity of what's going on with Jesus. Yeah. Because a lot of times I think we trivialize it. I mean, I'm not saying we intentionally trivialize it, but I think when we think about it, it's just kind of like, I mean, literally you will see people talking about their relationship with Christ the way they talk about a high school boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm. I mean, like it, it's, it's like a here one moment gone the next. And, and you're talking about the savior, the one who gave up everything for us. The one who was the God of the universe, who, who is the God of the universe, who came to earth in the form of a man to walk with us and then die for us and then be resurrected to show us what it looked like to be fully surrendered to the will of God, full of the Spirit, every day, 24-7.
There's been no other person like him in history. Buddha never made those claims. Mm-hmm. Muhammad never made those claims. Only Jesus made them. Jesus of Nazareth. And God's looking for men today who were full of faith in that Jesus, who were full of the spirit of that Jesus, who were full of wisdom of that Jesus and grace of that Jesus and power of that Jesus and courage of that Jesus and God's presence in our life so that we can put him on display. So I hope you'll really pray about that and, and sign that, sign that sheet, you know, sign that paper and say, yeah, just make it tangible. I'm in, I'm all in. Cause that's the theme of acts really yeah. being all in for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I hope that's encouraging for you. You know, tomorrow we're going to have John, uh, Congressman John Rutherford on. And, uh, I, I think you'll be encouraged. If you got any questions, you can shoot me an email at Doug at SWAT or ask at SWAT I'm happy to bring those up to him. He's just going to kind of bring us up to date on how we can pray for him, how we can pray for our country and, uh, kind of what's going on. So and get a little bit of insider ball, huh? Yes, and sir. A, ask him a bunch of questions. Yeah. And, you know, I just, uh, kind of close up what you're saying about writing that down. You know, some people might think, oh, you know, that's, you know, hokey or, or what, what have you. But when you write things down, the, the, uh, how it, affects your mind is pretty powerful and it's something that i think we don't think about too much so i think that is a good thing to do is to write it and sign it all right that's all the time we've got for today you've been listening to swat radio if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs please visit us at www.swatradio.com that's www.swatradio.com or you can listen to our podcast by searching swat radio and you can also download our swat app in the app store Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in, and remember to tune in tomorrow for Congressman Rutherford. Have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 